Welcome to A User's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Shane Moore. On the show, I'll be exploring a wide range of topics related to health, work, relationships, travel, and anything else under the sun. I believe we all have a lot more in common than we realize, but that our differences are what make us unique. This show is a platform where they can be shared openly. We can become more connected both to ourselves and each other when we truly embrace both similarities and differences. My guests will share their passions, talents, and amazing and sometimes difficult experiences, the lessons they've learned, and how their lives have changed as a result. My hope is that you might hear something that strikes a chord with you or causes you to see something in a totally different way. And on that note, let's start the conversation. So on this week's episode, I am speaking with an Ayurvedic practitioner and teacher, Maria Novak Shabbat. Uh, and I said that right, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And she's practicing in Poland. Um, so welcome to the show, Maria. Welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm very interested in Ayurvedic teachings and practices. I don't I've done some research on it. I, I don't have a lot of information on it. So I would love for you to share just exactly what that means, Ayurvedic teacher and practitioner. Mm. Yeah, first of all, I think that um, I bet that you have more information that you know, because Ayurveda is very, it's very common sense. It's very common knowledge. And yeah. I, I deeply believe that learning Ayurveda is actually um remembering Ayurveda so basically yeah. we all have this wisdom about nature and how to live aligned with nature and if you practice when you practice Ayurveda you will name it vata pitta kapha or other sanskrit based words mm -hmm. but uh, you probably understand how the rhythm of the day and night and the season influence your body how you how your emotions influence your state of being so mm -hmm. basically this is this is ayurveda very old ancient knowledge that's that's uh, that's with us i mean with the human race for at least five thousand years and probably more i would i would expect it for as long as humans have been around this knowledge has has been there you know and it's because it, it has to come from somewhere. It's, it's an energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because the, you know, the beginning of Ayurveda is the, the story that it's, it's told is that uh, the certain group of people who are very aligned with nature and with the vibration outside were kind of downloading the information. So it's yeah. exactly as you said, the, the knowledge is as old as we are. And what is interesting that Usually Ayurveda is connected with India yeah. and uh, it's true because this ancient Ayurveda actually originated from part of the world today, which is North India and Pakistan, mm -hmm. but from there, there it spread it around the world. So yeah. when, we, uh, when we are investigating the roots of European medicine, for example, we are finding a lot of influences coming from this root. Okay. So it's not limited to this part of the world only. Actually, uh, when it was transmitted with monks, with soldiers, with people who were traveling, it, it, was, uh, it was like brought to the different parts of the world and then blend with original 
culture, original tradition, and became something which we refer now as a natural medicine connected with this country or this region of world. Right. And that makes complete sense. I mean, I know that ancient peoples all over the world um, have their own way of, of healing themselves through what nature has to offer. Yes. Um, so I think those practices are probably similar, you know, obviously, because we're living in nature. I mean, it will be different as far as nature differs region to region, of course, right? Because certain plants and that sort of thing are not available everywhere. So I think Mother Nature has done an amazing job in taking care of her people wherever we are and, uh, and providing the things in nature through different plants and trees and, and animals and, and just the ecosystem that will support us no matter where we choose to live. I mean, I think there are some places that might support us a little bit better, but I mean, look at, I mean, people are living in the Arctic, for example, and I don't know, there's not a whole lot growing up there or going on, but people manage to sustain themselves. So, I mean, it's very interesting to just to, to think about it. And I, and I feel like a lot of us have 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 forgotten right which is why you have the profession that you have and and why it's as needed as it is because we all need reminders every once in a while and and that reteaching or like you say the remembering because i i do believe that as well that that we do have this knowledge it's same as you know the knowledge that we have to heal ourselves with the work that i do i know it's innate and when you really just start to tune into that intuition and listen to it and trust it. And that's the key thing, right? As I think a lot of people aren't trusting their intuition when they get that little voice and those little messages, they don't really trust it. So I think that's what's led to some, some disconnect for people, you know, in this, in this world and in our society now where we're just willing to, you know, take medications or have surgical procedures or, you know, eating processed food and that sort of thing. We've become very disconnected from, from our knowledge. So how, how did you get into this? Uh, uh, you know, before, you ask, before I will answer to your question, I just uh, had interesting conversation over the breakfast with my husband today that we, um, we actually, we are more and more aware that this disconnection thing that you mentioned is built into our culture. It's not something that happened um, uh, by accident it's not like a coincidence it's just yeah. something that we are trained to believe from the from the very first days of our <laughs> lives and yes. as a complete opposite to this and i would say the major value of ayurveda is uh, freedom freedom to express the highest version of yourself yeah. and on the way to this to this uh, to this level uh, you are learning how to take care of your body of your mind of your mm -hmm. spirit of your being so you can grow and be who you really are and this is like the essential value built into ayurveda as well as the other ancient medicines for example um, traditional chinese medicine mm -hmm. and as opposite this this consequences that we are facing today being disconnected and not trusting the intuition and not trusting the wisdom that is built into our bodies it's a process of uh, lifelong learning <laughs> yes. uh, but learning the kind of mm, i would even say wrong yeah wrong yeah. 
um, like uh, statements, statements or beliefs about yes. what is really health about and how mm -hmm. you are taking care of your health, etc., etc. So you know, whoever is listening to this podcast, if you are in this place when you are doubting yourself, like not following your intuition, or you feel that you are disconnected, then you can be. Um, you can see it as a. You can see this as a success of the culture which produce you so to say mm -hmm. and then from this realization you can start to build your um, your more natural culture of taking care of yourself yeah. because it's not uh, yes what, what i want to what i want to say once again that this is like a re cause and effect welcome to a user's guide to life i'm your host shane moore on the show, I'll be exploring a wide range of topics related to health, work, relationships, travel, and anything else under the sun. I believe we all have a lot more in common than we realize, but that our differences are what make us unique. This show is a platform where they can be shared openly. We can become more connected both to ourselves and each other when we truly embrace both similarities and differences. My guests will share their passions, talents, and amazing and sometimes difficult experiences the lessons they've learned, and how their lives have changed as a result. My hope is that you might hear something that strikes a chord with you or causes you to see something in a totally different way. And on that note, let's start the conversation. Also one of the fundamental laws in, in, in Ayurveda, yeah? yeah? If we are exposed to this kind of uh, messaging and information, the results are like we see today. And at the same time, I often like to say at the beginning of the webinars or the online courses, which I'm, which I'm running, that the very fact that in 2021, you and me are dedicating our time and ener energy to study Ayurveda, <laughs> it's the proof of its efficiency. Because yeah. sometimes our, people are asking, yeah, what's really, what is, you know, what is the word even? Uh, how how do you know it's um, it's uh, it's like um, you know uh, uh, it's good to trust this knowledge or how can I be sure that it's safe for me and my answer is the the answer is in our tradition if we mm -hmm. are still uh, taking our time and energy to really get to know Ayurveda and experiment with Ayurveda then this is very this single fact is the proof of its efficiency because if something is not efficient it's simply lost it's we are forgetting about this as a yeah. as a human civilization we are not discussing the facts which are not not truths they are just yes. lost in history yeah yes absolutely yeah yeah and that's that's really important to remember you know and and it is, I find that a lot with, with people that I work with is that it's that trust factor and, and trusting what you know, you know, and it's not about what you've read or what you learned, but it's an, an inner knowing. And sometimes that's harder to explain to people, right? Is, is it's just, you don't know how you know it, but you just know it, that it works and that it's something you need to do, or that's, you know, it's just, it's how you feel and how your body is, how your body feels in response to anything that you're thinking about, right? And that's that's a really good way to 
to decide whether or not something is is really good for you or not is how does your body feel when you think about that and and really you know apply it in your life or or think about yourself in response to it and so what brought you into ayurvedic practitioner and teacher what what how'd you get into that uh, I guess the first answer is interesting life, <laughs> because uh, I certainly had interesting life and uh, full of different, uh, different uh, events and accidents, uh, like the life was really uh, showing me ups and downs, yeah. which, made, which made me more interested in the very essence of life, uh, how we can how we can actually celebrate every minute, every second of it. Because as a, as a young child, I, I experience um, how fragile the life is when I faced the, the, the death of my mother when I was nine years old. And then a few years later, my father also passed away. Wow. And I was growing up with my grandparents. And at that time, they were more than 60 years old. And the topic of health was an everyday topic. And it wasn't because they were interested in health. <laughs> but they were, by the way, yeah. <laughs> uh, living in the, in the villages and, you know, having their own garden and... Uh, and being involved in herbs and stuff yeah. like this but yeah. basically this was the number one topic every day yeah? the wow. things that were hurting them or the different kind of medicines that they were they were checking in order to to uh, feel some relief from the you know from the yeah. usual diseases when you which you are facing when you are getting older and this very environment made me curious about the fact that life isn't isn't like something that we have for sure so to say for Mm -hmm. sure we have it now but who knows about the tomorrow or day after tomorrow and the same with health that health is something that we are uh, not aware of so to say when we are younger and we are starting to be more aware of it when it's going down when it's yeah. you know when we are facing some some problems and for me it was I was more aware of this before I I experienced some some problems myself so uh, this is the very like the like I said, the environment in which I grew up. So it made me more curious about the things that were not so interesting for my peers. And it also made me more kind of mature than my peers because I was was, um, always searching for ways to make the life and health better. And for many years, it was because of fear, fear of losing the closest mm. one that I still have. Yeah. And this fear can, you know, can give you a lot of uh, different um, like problems and diseases in your Absolutely. body. So, and this fear led me to, to uh, psychology, psychology studying. So okay. I was studying psychology for five years and, and getting more, familiar with the mind part of this being that we are and but I also realized that psychologists with all the respect that I have for them are kind of too focused on the mind and not taking enough 
uh, credits for body and its influence over our even mental health. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I met yoga. I was introduced to yoga, so to say, <laughs> I met. I, I said I said like this on purpose because I was attracted to the very world. Uh, yeah. Word yoga was like sexy word for me. <laughs> yeah. And then I met my first yoga teacher, and she was an Ayurveda teacher herself. Yeah. And it kind of introduced me to the whole world. And I certainly had this emotion, this state that I mentioned before. I had the feeling that I remind myself the knowledge that was somewhere in me before, that mm -hmm. I'm just coming back to my experiences, that finally some things that were only in my mind before and I wasn't even it wasn't uh, possible for me to talk about them because it felt odd now I'm in the in this kind of place where those things are natural they are discussed they are like written in you know many books so I discovered Ayurveda and I felt like I'm coming back home mm -hmm. and coming back home to the knowledge to the wisdom but also to myself so I can be myself uh, with this with this grace with this ease with this natural flow to it and um i was i it was my hobby for many years and then at one point i decided that i don't want this to be my hobby anymore because being a hobby it meant that it were there was always a competition between the job that i was doing my 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 like you know professional things connected with being psychologist and uh, after hours, um, which I could devote to Ayurveda. And after hours, it's tricky because sometimes I was full of energy and sometimes I was simply tired or yeah. want to do some you know, silly stuff and not studying this, this <laughs> wisdom. So at one point of, in my life, I decided to, you know, to, to choose it as my profession and to actually um, live uh, on Ayurveda, so to say, yeah, to, to yeah. make a living uh, on this Ayurveda right. practice. Yes. And uh, it was counting from now, it was eight years ago. And um, today our family is a family of four. I have mm -hmm. two kids and my husband is also Ayurveda practitioner. He's doing amazing panchakarma okay. pancha treatments. Yeah. So basically we are doing this for eight years only this as a profession which is quite unusual in Poland where we live in practice yeah um and you know being in this for second third fourth and fifth year I realized that this is a part of my dharma to teach Ayurveda to other people so they can use it for their personal life but also for their professional life yeah. so if someone is for example coach or psychologist and she or he kind of missed this uh, deeper understanding of the other person with whom he works mm -hmm. or uh, if someone wants to follow my path of, of really making a living out of Ayurveda and being you know paid to do it it's a <laughs> dream come true yeah that yeah. today I'm starting my working day from 8 30 to 2 and basically I'm paid to study Ayurveda, to teach Ayurveda and to help people through Ayurveda. This is really amazing thing. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's very helpful that your partner 
that your husband also is a practitioner and, and has this belief because I know a lot of people when they come to this sort of work or, or you know, start to get involved in this sort of practice or just, you know, out of interest are, are looking into making changes in their lives and maybe their partner or their significant other is not so much on the same page as that. It can be a little bit, why am I muted? It can be a little bit uh, difficult for people to to stay with it and, and to really dive deep into the practice if they're not feeling supported by somebody else. So it's it, it's an interesting topic, you know. We, I often hear it from my clients, and my answer is maybe something that they don't want to hear. But you know, every situation comes with the uh, with the advantages and disadvantages. So sharing the same profession with my husband sounds like a blessing on on one hand but believes me it creates a lot of different issues at the same time yeah and just naming just one is an it's it's a challenge to really um uh to really divide the working time from the personal time and this is a huge topic for couples couples working together right. that you know it's something that we need to take care as a couple to really uh, so we can be a couple we can be just maria and michal you know yeah. uh, spending lovely time together and not talking or discussing our work our difficult clients sometimes yeah. or other <laughs> things connected with our professional life right. and i know that for many people uh, which are you know involved in the same business it's kind of tricky and if they are not aware in the process, then they are waking up after several years feeling that they are completely disconnected as a human yeah. beings. I mean, they are connected as a business partners, but they lost this connection as a in like, as a person, as a people, as a person. Yeah? yeah, she's a person, he's a person, or you know, whatever yeah. it's however it works. But um, but I guess you know what I'm talking about. So, and on the other hand. Uh, sometimes you can feel that you are alone and your husband or your friend or your family or I don't know who else is not supporting you but maybe this serves you as a lesson to really rely on yourself with the capital S to really like have belief in this mission that is driving you then this mm -hmm. self again with the capital S confidence that this trust that you have and this trust which makes you more independent from other people's views and opinions and support. It's great to have it, but uh, um, I know that many listeners will relate to this. Sometimes too much support means also too much influence over you, which mm -hmm. results in you taking decisions which are serving your, I don't know, mom or husband or friend and mm -hmm. not exactly you yourself. Yeah. So, as I said, you know, different set, different kind of <laughs> yes. uh, issues, challenges connected with it. Yeah, no, I believe really that we point, are choosing. Yeah, yeah? we are choosing. Oh, what we're always choosing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're choosing everything that's happening in our lives, whether we realize it or not. I, I fully believe that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, as far as. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's very interesting. Um, 
it's kind of comfortable, you know, to say it as an excuse. Yeah, your husband, my husband is not as supporting as your one, as yours is, and it makes it makes the whole thing difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like um, oh, yeah. curious: is it really, or this is just the excuse that you're sharing with me? Yeah, there yeah. are like plenty of stories you know plenty of stories of people with huge disadvantages Mm -hmm. and I mean connected with their bodies even and they made spectacular things in the world so just um, let us be more independent from support of lack of support of the closest people and they will support us uh, in their own way or uh, maybe sometimes in the future maybe never in the future but to some extent, they are supporting us just because they are present in our life. Absolutely. And it, this presence doesn't always reflect in being like uh, enthusiastic about your new idea. Sometimes mm-hmm. is this stubborn partner who is not so enthusiastic as you are, but his quality is that he's more, um, you know, he's more like... Um, uh, easier to predict how he will react or she will react yeah he's more Mm -hmm. steady so it also means that he's less changeable which can be a big really biggest advantage possible especially nowadays when things uh, are changing all the time that's a really great point actually i like that a lot Yes, I would like to sit and just take that in for for a moment, (laughs) but you know, we can't really do that in the middle of an interview, so I will definitely spend some time with that again later. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I totally believe that's true, and everything you say, I think, is very, very true. Um, You know, the people that come into our lives are there for a reason, and you know, whether or not they're close family and, and they don't necessarily feel supportive, they are, they are supportive in their own way, so um even if it doesn't look like that to you at the time. So, yeah. It's a big insight, actually. And if you want to reflect, uh, you know, on this, it's definitely worth it because what comes with this, with pause, with the silence, it comes change of perspective. Mm -hmm. There is this healing, almost silence, when you appreciate someone exactly the way he or she is Mm -hmm. without hoping that he will be different or she will be different i often going back to even the uh, even the like the 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 primary source of life which is mother and father Mm -hmm. and just respecting and honoring your mother for the fact that she gave birth of you and Mm -hmm. getting rid of all the expectations that we have after and just you yeah. know coming back to this very fact that she was there to hold space for you literally for nine months and then to give you out to this world and just yeah. stop there with the love appreciation and respect it's a it's a great healing um process that we can engage instead of uh, you know looking for the things that went wrong and or the expectations that were not filled or hoping or i don't know what what else yeah. just appreciate just appreciate this effect that she agreed to be your mom and he agreed to be your father yeah. and this is really big relief for all the diseases that, <laughs> that we have yeah wow 
that, I mean, that, there are so many different ways we could go with this conversation right now. I've just got, you know, so many ideas. <laughs> and, and I feel like it could just take hours and hours to just dive into these, these ideas and these, these conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, we are, we are, we don't have that much more time really to go on now. But um, so I would love to have you back and we can talk more about all of these things that have been introduced. And, um, yeah. But you said, I guess, you know, the main topic of, of this, yeah. No, I guess the, the main topic of the meeting is, is more like, um, and I would say it's more like appreciate and honor what you have now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like the the phrase that is that, that I feel now, and maybe this is the message that is needed for for today for the listeners who are on the other side, because we tend to be focused on the things that we don't have, mm-hmm. and coming back to Ayurveda because this is purely Ayurveda. In Ayurveda, you learn who you are, and you learn to embrace your assets and to kind of taking care of your of your weaknesses right. and focusing on what you have instead of uh, crying over the things that you didn't get to, yeah. you know, that you don't have. Absolutely. And so on that note, you are running courses online. This is how, this is how you work with people. How do people work with you if they're interested? Um, you know, uh, it's it's interesting question because we we talking uh, in English, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically, I work in Polish in Polish environment. Okay. Yeah. So the the website that I have uh, it's very like it's extended in Polish, and then it has this short and sweet version in English. Yeah. I saw the English but, version. Uh, That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's there just to present. Yeah. yeah, we are there. We are doing all this amazing stuff, which is yeah. in Polish. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I feel that th- this will be this will be you know probably it will change in future since I study in English the, the Ayurveda I, I was studying in English and this okay. is kind of my second language yeah. so it's just a matter of time for now it's um, I'm working basically mostly with the with the people from Poland in Polish mm-hmm. and I prefer to work in the processes Mm-hmm. So instead of doing just single session and then someone is just, you know, kind of left alone, I prefer to, uh, to take my clients for the rights as long as four months or six months yeah. or even 12 months. Absolutely. I'm not so much about eight week, you know, change your life. I'm more like, uh, okay, let's go on this journey and let's face uh, yeah. spring and summer and all the changes that are kind of uh, that are part of our life social life yeah. also which means that the process uh, process will be deeper and you will find yourself in a different moments you will find yourself mm-hmm. with this enthusiasm yeah and you will find yourself with this lack of enthusiasm and of faith in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in kind of like resentment even and you are you will face the different phase phases of becoming highest version of yourself and i really love this kind of work with people which as i said before set them 
for a journey towards themselves. And this journey lasts as I believe to the very last breath. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe that as well. Healing is a, a lifetime process and it yes. never stops and taking care of ourselves should never stop. I mean, it should be a daily, a daily routine ritual, whatever, however you want to call it. It's, you know, like we, like the work that I do is you don't just come and do, you know, a two week intensive and then you're done, or you don't just come an hour a month and, and you're okay. Like there's more work to be done. There's more work that you can do for yourself. And yes, there's a time and a place to, to bring somebody in that knows a little bit more as, you know, like a healer or a practitioner, just to help guide you through the, the spots that you're struggling with. And so, yes, I, I love that that deep dive and you know we're not working on the surface here we're we're going deeper to deeper levels and and really healing on on a deep deep level because it's possible yes. and it's and it's needed you know it's definitely needed in a lot, for a lot of people so so do you do you work one to one at all or are you just teaching courses online for last two years I stopped working one-on-one I just offered this to my client like kind of high-end clients which means what what does it mean high-end for me it means that they went through different processes and programs and they reached uh, this point when one-on-one can be really transformational for them because they experience a lot and they just need a little bit help with going to this next uh, next next level so to say yeah, yeah. Um, and I have more I have I have courses in which I'm I'm more present with smaller groups so it can give you the taste of how it is to work with me in a more like private atmosphere so to say and I also have courses when you can be completely like uh invisible if you like this feeling yeah that you can just hop on and and choose whatever you want to choose and just stay in the shadow so to say (laughs) so uh and definitely i see that sometimes clients like to start with this more um you know not so not so ready to be seen courses just Mm -hmm. hanging around checking (laughs) how it works for them and they are evolving and growing and also some of them uh, in this process decide to be an Ayurveda consultants and then I can help them to be ones. Right. Uh, sharing what I know from Ayurveda perspective, but also sharing what I know from building seven-figure Ayurveda online business, which is nice. which is a great set of skills and <laughs> yeah, experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Um and hopefully you do transition into uh, sharing that in, in in English. I mean, your English is great. Like, it's, there's no reason on that note for you not to to share in English unless it, you just it doesn't feel right for you to do that. But but hopefully, um, I mean, even any like people, I guess, don't have to necessarily be Polish as long as they understand Polish to yes. to learn from your programs. So so that's great. Um, Tell us what your website is, how people get in touch with you. I will put it in the show notes as well, but if you tell us, you can just tell us. Okay, so good luck with English pronunciation (laughs) now. (laughs) But my English being said, yeah, it's it's Agni, uh, 
uh, Agni, like, I don't know, it's actually the Sanskrit word, so it's international, huh? it's, uh, it, it means fire, and then you have this small thing, like, how do you call it? Hmm? Hyphen? Yeah. yeah, something like yeah. that. And then yeah. the second part is Ayurveda, but it's it's actually it's uh, written in Polish, so it's slightly okay. different. As different a W spelling. instead of a V, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the the less confusing way will be to put it in the show notes. We will do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so and there is an English it. version. There is an yes. English version, yes. as we as we said before, which is like a, like a short and sweet version of the Polish yeah. website, but it's definitely something to start with. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And I would love to chat with you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was my first international podcast. Wow, great. I'm glad I could be the first. <laughs> yes. not, and probably not the last, I would imagine. I think you have, <laughs> you have lots to share. And, and I think people are looking for this sort of thing. So yeah, I, I think this will not be your last. Mm. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, please leave your comments below the link. Constructive feedback is always welcome. Of course, you don't need to agree with everything presented, and I'm definitely open to hearing different perspectives on any given subject, as long as it's not intentionally abusive, derogatory, or hateful in nature. If you like what you hear and know of someone else who might benefit from hearing the conversation, please feel free to share the link with them post it on your own social media, or just let us know you've enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to know more about the body and how it is affected by everything that happens in your life, you can read my book, A User's Guide to the Human Body. If you want to create a deeper connection with yourself, heal some pain, or improve your body's ability to function well, check out my online self-care program, Feel Better Now, or book a call with me to find out if working one-on-one -on -one is right for you. Thanks again for listening and join me again next week. Thank you. <laughs>